Now, this is what the enemy wants. Listen to me very carefully. He wants all of God's authority relegated under some man or some system that he want to control. Welcome to The Healing Touch with Bishop Ronald F. Kimball, presiding bishop of the Life Center Churches. You can find out more about Bishop Kimball and Life Center Church at www.thelifecenter.org. Now, here's Bishop Kimball with today's message. The question today is, how do you face your enemies? How how do you face your enemies? What do you do when you face your enemies? Many times people don't know who their enemies are or who the enemy may be. We don't know. The Bible says we don't struggle with flesh and blood uh, against flesh and blood, but normally in many, many occasions, more than often, we challenge flesh and blood rather than to believe what God says, we wrestle not against flesh and blood. Now that's very, very important. It's not flesh and blood. I want you to remember that Satan's number one aim is to overthrow God. That has been his objective from the beginning, to overthrow God, to put his throne above the throne of God. Now we have to remember that because today he is doing the very same thing. He wants to be above God. Anything that God is involved with, which is everything, he is working against it. Not only is he using humans, but he's also using principalities and powers and spiritual wickedness. All of these things God wants us to be aware of. So today, as we look at our scripture, I want you to realize in Acts chapter 4, something happened when Peter and John was on their way to the temple for prayer. Acts chapter 4, I want to begin reading at verse 23. When they were released, they went to their own companions and reported all that the chief priests and the elders had said to them. And when they heard this, they lifted their voices to God with one accord and said, O Lord, it is you who made the heavens and the earth and the sea and all that is in them, who by the Holy Spirit through the mouth of our father David, your servant said, why did the Gentiles rage and the peoples devise futile things? The kings of the earth took their stand and the rulers were gathered together against the Lord and against his Christ. For truly in this city, they were gathered together against your holy servant Jesus, whom you anointed, both Herod and Pontius Pilate, along with the Gentiles and the peoples of Israel, to do whatever your hand and your purpose predestined to occur. And now, Lord, take note of their threats and grant that your bondservant may speak your word with all confidence. 
while you extend your hands to heal and signs and wonders take place through the name of your holy servant Jesus. And when they had prayed, the place where they had gathered together was shaken and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak the word of God with boldness. Now something happened here. Peter and John on their way to the temple met this man who was basically paralyzed from his mother's womb. He's asking for alms. He's asking for donation, money, if you will. He wanted them to give him something. The third chapter of Acts, it says this, a man who had been lame from his mother's womb, a man who had been lame from his mother's womb had never walked. He had this situation all of his life. When he saw Peter and John, he began begging. But Peter, along with John, they fixed their eyes on the man and said, look at us. And he began to give them his attention, expecting to receive something from them. And seizing him by the right hand, he raised him up and immediately his feet and his ankles were strengthened. With a leap, he stood upright and began to walk. Immediately, he stood up, he began to walk. Had never walked in his life. And all the people saw him walking and praising God. Wow. And they were taking note of him as being the one who used to sit at the beautiful gate of the temple to beg alms and they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened. This healing caused great amazement among the people. And when all of this happened and the people started coming together, you know how it is when God is working, when mighty things are going on, the people were amazed, they all came together, and Peter began to preach. Peter took that to mean there's a gathering of people who come to hear the word of God. They saw the power of God. I want to now give them the word of God. So Peter began to preach and the Jewish leaders were really disturbed. They, they didn't know what to do. So this is the basis of where we're just getting, where we're getting ready to go. Peter and John touched this man this man got up, received strength, and he began to walk. The people got amazed. They started coming together, and people be Peter began to preach, and the church leaders, in a sense, got disturbed. Isn't it amazing how we could be with God until God started doing what only God can do and what God wants to do? Now God is switching from a temple situation and he's spreading the church out, and he does it in a miraculous way. And the temple priests and the Sadducees, the scripture says in chapter, chapter four and verse one, as they were speaking to the people, the priests and the captain of the temple guard and the Sadducees came up to them. Something was happened that had never happened before. Just think, just think with me for just a moment. When God begins to move, things begin to happen beyond man's power. 
man can't control what God is doing. He can flow with it. But I want you to watch and see what happened because this will begin to happen when people really believe God and trust God. God will begin to show he is who he says he is. And they arrested Peter and John because it, it was evening. So they locked these brothers up until the next day. The next day, the next morning, they brought them out. And in Acts chapter 4, it says, verse 5, on the next day, their rulers and elders and scribes were gathered together in Jerusalem. Now listen at the names that came together for this meeting. Annas, the high priest, the high priest was there. Caiaphas and John. Caiaphas was the father-in-law of Annas. And they were the high priest. How could the high priest's office get so corrupt? I want you to listen to me just a moment. These men were there with John and Alexander and all who were of the high priestly descent. The high priest had brought his whole family, all those descendants of his family, those of his lineage. They all came, the high priest. Now, is this the high priest, the office that God established back in the wilderness with Moses? It was such a sacred office until God himself had to tell Moses how he wanted him to look, how he wanted the garments made, what he was supposed to do. It was ordained of God. It was a very unique anointed office. This office was for one man and one man only, and those that would come after him had to be of his lineage. He was to go into the Holy of Holies that Moses wasn't even allowed to go into, and he was to atone for the sin of the people once a year. That was on the Day of Atonement. This place was so sacred until one person was allowed in there, and that was a high priest. How could the high priest's office get to be something God ordained in the wilderness until this time of our sojourn on the earth, the high priest now is not what it was years before. It has slowly, slowly, slowly been diluted down to be under the control of Roman authorities. Now, this is what the enemy wants. Listen to me very carefully. He wants all of God's authority relegated under some man or some system that he want to control. I want you to remember when he told Jesus, he says, you know, uh, if you just worship me, when, when he went out in the wilderness and, tempt, and was tempted of Satan, he said, if you worship me, I'll give you all of these kingdoms. And, and Jesus says, you shall worship the Lord God only, and him shall thy serve. Remember the two things we talked about last week? The two things that got Israel into trouble? God said, thou shalt have no other God before me. And they had all of these other gods and disobedience. All of these other, everybody but God was before them. Idolatry, idolatry and disobedience. Something that Satan wanted to control. Now, people of God, 
If we're going to face our enemy, let's know who it is. And we're going to get to that. Here is the high priest's office, no longer operated by God. It is now under the control of Rome. The high priest received his appointment not because it was his lineage, but because he was friends of the Roman underlord. Ah, man. He was a friend of the Romans, and it was sort of like a political situation that the high priest was in. They were in agreement. Remember this, this, this Caiaphas guy, he was the one that was plotting against Jesus. He, Jesus stood before these same men. Anus had five sons and one son-in-law. And, 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 and Caiaphas was a son-in-law. I, I want you to listen to me. Satan wants to control everything God wants us to do. Now, we're facing an enemy here. So they place Peter and John in this little circle. The scripture says, Caiaphas and John and Alexander and all who were of the high priestly descent, when they had placed them in the center, they began to inquire, what power or in what name have you done this? They wanted to know, what did you do? Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them, rulers and elders of the people, if we are on trial today for a benefit done to a sick man as to how this man had been made well, let it be known to all of you and to all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ, the Nazarene, whom you crucified, hear this today, people of God, I do to church what it is today, the name of Jesus the Nazarene whom you crucified. That's how things happen. That's when you start getting results. Whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead, by this name, this man stands here before you in good health. He is the stone which the builder, which was rejected by you, the builders, but which became the chief cornerstone, no one else. And there is salvation in no one else but there is no other name under heaven that has been given among men by which we must be saved. Thank you for listening to today's broadcast. If you'd like this message in its entirety, contact us by phone at 407-628-3229, extension 114, or visit our online store at www.thelifecenter.org.